Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to take a quick look at two semiconductor companies. And wait, wait, before you go anywhere, don't worry. It's not going to be NVIDIA. It's not going to be AMD. It's not even going to be TSM or Qualcomm. And you might be like, Jose, what can it be? These are the only companies you talk about. Well, today's episode, I really wanted to take a closer look at some different semiconductor companies, especially ones that are hitting markets that I'm pretty bullish on. Uh, some of those markets are going to be the data center market, but also ones that are dealing with the automotive market and the robotics industry. If this is your first time here, make sure to hit the thumbs up, make sure to hit the subscribe button, check out the pinned comment for a lot of great info and a link to my new tech channel where I post daily. So let's get started. I do want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and make sure to check out fool.com slash jose to get the top 10 stocks to buy right now all right so the first stock we're going to take a closer look at is micron technology and the way this episode is going to be broken down first we're going to start off with kind of just the companies and what they do and try to understand the growth catalyst that they might see in the future and then at the end of this episode, I'm going to take a closer look at some of the financials and see how stable both these companies are. I do want to say both companies, in my opinion, look financially fine, but we're going to take a closer look at that at the end. Uh, so let's get started. Like I mentioned, Micron Technology is the first stock. This is ticker MU traded under the NASDAQ. Uh, right now it has a market cap of about $78 billion and it has uh, a dividend yield of about 0.57%. For those not familiar with Micron, this is a creator of memory, uh, and their memories are used for various, various markets. For those not familiar with memory, uh, if you have a computer, if you, or even sometimes if you might have broken a TV, a phone, you might have seen a chip that looks something like this. So these are memory units, and pretty much every technology we have right now uses some form of DRAM or NAND memory, and this is what Micron creates. Uh, this is a market that continues to innovate, and you might be like, Jose, why? how is this so special? well um, as technology improves you need your memory to move faster you need more kind of form of storage you also need it cheaper and that's where um, micron technology comes it continues to innovate in this space like i mentioned this is used in everything from data centers this is one of the markets i'm very very bullish on and micron this is their biggest market size as of calendar year of 2021 the other ones that they hit are the mobile industry okay pretty bullish in there not super super like i am in the data center pc same then the industrial and auto two other markets that i personally believe will kind of grow over time and then they have others so we can see here they kind of give us their kind of growth rate for the next uh, four to five years so uh, they're kind of compounded annual growth rate from 2021 to 2025 and we see some strong growth very similar to what markets i'm bullish on they mentioned that the data center is one they expect plenty of growth in the other one is the industrial market and we can see the automobile industry so those three markets are ones they compete they are in and markets that they expect huge growth rate on one thing that investors are sometimes worried about in the semiconductor industry is that their pricing is not stable right and sometimes companies might over order or there might be like a kind of more of a cyclical matter in the semiconductor industry so micron technology in their most recent analyst day they kind of talked about how they are going to combat this and the way they're going to do this is by using kind of long contracting models or so here they kind of mentioned hey you kind of sign with us for the next two years we're not going to price you super high at the beginning, but we're going to have a more stable price where at the lower end of the year, where technically things might be cheaper, you'll still be paying us the same price. So this is great for both the customer and Micron, right? For the customers, now they have some form of definite expense that they are going to see for the next three years. And for Micron, it's great because they're going to be able to see how much income they are uh, having coming in for the next three years or so. Now, if we take a closer look at maybe some historical 
financials here we can see this is a company that has been improving over time uh, many people believe that the semiconductor industry has only been strong during kind of this push in semiconductor shortage but here we can see revenue moving average over over kind of the long term of things has been on a nice uptrend same with operating cash flow has been a nice uptrend and here we go with free cash flow as well in a similar nice uptrend so it's not just the overall semiconductor shortage that is boosting the semiconductor market like we took a closer look it's definitely the push of some of these big players like the data center industrial and automobile industry all right so the final kind of chart i want to show on micron before we take a closer look at the next company is how this company is improving its margins over time so here we can see micron's margins versus the industry average and we can see in early 2016 this company was performing a lot uh way below the overall industry average they have seen a new management since 2016 and we can see how it has improved over time we're now in calendar year of 2021 you can see that they are above the industry average and i do believe this trend will continue all right so that's enough with micron um, next we're going to take a quick look at on semiconductor and like i mentioned at the last part of this episode we're going to take a closer look at some of those financial numbers so for those uh, not familiar on semiconductor corporations is another semiconductor industry traded under the nasdaq as ticker on this currently has a market cap of about 29 28.3 billion dollars at the moment so for those not familiar with on semi they do have a great i want to say this is probably one of my favorite uh ways of them showcasing their solutions so they provide a lot of solutions for the automotive market especially right now in the ev smart market so here we can see they have like high voltage to low voltage converters dc to dc right they do have a lot of other things for the automotive market and you can go to their websites and just take a closer look at all the kind of solutions they provide for the automobile industry right now uh, the other markets like i mentioned super super bullish in automobile that hits number one they also provide kind of do in the energy infrastructure if we are kind of moving into this ev market this energy infrastructure is one that's also in my opinion going to grow but more importantly they are in the industrial automation things like robotics things like machine learning it's another market i'm super super bullish on next they also kind of hit kind of the 5g and cloud power network and they also have smaller part in the game in some things like internet of things aerospace and de defense and medical all of these are ones that in my opinion can grow over time if we take a closer look at their most recent revenue they gave us a nice revenue mix 65 percent of their total revenue actually comes from two markets and these are the two markets i'm super super bullish on first is going to be the automotive market which is about 37 percent of their total revenue the second is going to be the industrial market which is about 28 percent of their revenue and they mentioned that compared to same time last year these two markets added together grew about 42 percent this is the highest growth market right now and i do believe the this is a market that's going to continue to improve especially as more players are kind of joining into the ev market as more players are joining into the automotive market and not just in the vehicle aspect right in things like robots and industrial uh, industrial robots right you're st starting to see more automation industrial robots hit kind of e-commerce centers those are ones that are going to need to be autonomous uh, a company just provides solutions for they're also most companies might want to push them into the kind of electric aspect uh so this is another one that's going to provide strong player there if they also kind of gave us some guidance of kind of 
future growth, they expect for 2025 to see somewhere between 7 to 9% compounded annual growth rate. I think that's amazing. Their gross margins are about 48% to 50%. Again, pretty impressive. This is because the company has kind of uh, escaped some of those low margin non-core business. Uh, smart move for, for them. And also, they have operating margins of about 31 to 33%. Again, this company, in my opinion, is one that's hitting the right markets and one that can see potential growth. Kind of going back into this market again, they expect the compounded annual growth rate to come from two main markets versus the intelligent and power sensing. These are things like electric vehicles, like intelligent sensing for autonomous markets. And then in the automotive and industrial, this is just kind of the electrification and the alternative energy coming up happening in the industrial market. All right, so now let's take a closer look at some valuations. First, I want to take a closer look at EV to EBITDA ratio. I do want to say, taking a quick look at these ratios, I don't believe any of these companies are overvalued. At the same time, I don't think they're screaming, screaming undervalued, but in my opinion, they're screaming at least. These are great price points for a dollar cost average mentality. Uh, obviously, with the market we're in right now, anything happen, stock prices can continue to go down. But again, I don't believe they are sitting at overvalued based on what I've seen. Uh, if we take a closer look, we see that revenue growth, both these companies are positive cash flow from operations. They both have a nice amount of cash and short-term investments. And obviously they do have some form of debt, but I, it's not something I personally would worry about. If we take a closer look at gross margins, we can see gross margins are improving for both industries. If we take a closer look at profit margins, both companies are profitable. And if we take a closer look at revenue quarterly year over year growth, we can see uh, both of them are growing at strong levels. I do wanna say about two years ago, on semiconductor was not growing we definitely see a shift in market right now that is very very bullish on on so i hope you guys enjoyed this quick update on these two companies let me know if any of them are ones you are excited about take care have a good day and see you next time